0: Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio and I am your host, Coach Debbie. And I am delighted to be with you today as we talk about everything story, everything writing, everything book-oriented, blog-oriented. We're going to dive in today and talk about nine ways that we get between our writing project and nine solutions. So if you're thinking that there is a writing project on the horizon for you, but you're not quite sure how to get it started, I invite you to call in and talk to me. I am here at KKNW, and the phone number is 1- 888-298-5569, yes, and when you call in, you will hear the voice of the engineer, Eric. Say hello, Eric. Hey, good afternoon and happy Thursday, Debbie. Thank you, thank you. Isn't that a friendly voice to talk to? I bet everyone wants to call in and talk to you. Yes, they do. So call in, talk to us here. We are at 1-888-298-5569. Or if you've got Facebook open, I do too. And you can always send me a personal message on Facebook Messenger. You could use my, my, what do you call that, professional page, which is Coach Debbie, D-E-B-B-Y send me a message. Or you could send it to my personal page, which is Debbie Handrich. D-E-B-B-Y. Handrich is just like it sounds. H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. And we're going to dive into talking about nine common blocks that get in the way of writers. So you might want to say, You know, why is this on my mind? Well, I started a personalized Facebook group a couple weeks ago to offer free coaching to people that were feeling serious about becoming an author, and we're doing good work there. There are people that have been saying, this book has been on my mind for years, there are people saying, I, I used to have a blog, but now mm, not so much. The more my, my life got busy, the less time I found for that. But honestly, what I find so interesting is how many people are rich with story. They just ooze with so much story about their life on Instagram, on Facebook, on Pinterest, and yet they tell me I don't have time to write it down. Well, what do you think you're doing on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest? You are writing it down. You're doing it one post at a time. But we don't really think of it that way. We think a book, that, that's not something you do one little bit at a time. We think of it as this monster program where we're up early, early, early in the morning and in bed late, late, late at night and tossing and turning and going over the chapters of our book when we should be resting or nestling with those that we love. That's the story we tell ourselves, And because of that, we end up putting our story on social media. And that's a great place for it. The only problem is, if you want to write your book, you're not writing your book. You're putting your story on social media. So what I want to do is start to encourage you to see what's really blocking you, how you can get those blocks out of your way, and how you can start today and make some changes in your life. Because here's a big question for you. Did it occur to you to start your book today? When you rolled out of bed, did you think, you know what? Today's the day. I'm on it. I'm going to start writing that book. I've been thinking about it. But did you start? Yeah. Put your hand in the air and send me a note on Facebook right now if you did, because I want to congratulate you, but if nobody writes in, I'm not going to be too surprised, and that's because there are real things that get in our way. It's not always that, you know, we have a broken system. People can go to those places of shame and guilt right away and think I, I'm not writing my books there's something wrong with me. It's not really that, It's that we value organization and we value our family time and we value time management and we value keeping our energy levels up and we value the notion of doing good research so that our book is a bona fide piece of work. But what we don't realize is that it's so easy to let those values kind of tip over onto their shadow side, and that's where they become blocks. We're not broken. We're just dealing with blocks. How do I know? Because all nine of these (laughs) that I'm going to present to you today, I've had to deal with as a writer. And some of them were so big to me that I found I needed a coach to help me get through it. If you're finding that that's where you're at, I would be very interested in having a conversation with you. I'm a writing coach based in Seattle, Washington. I trained, uh, I don't know how many people to write their books, going on a hundred. And probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 or 13,000 students At the community college, I didn't train, but I taught them how to be more proficient in their writing over my career of 20 years teaching college writing. And really, the only reason I left college writing was because I wanted to work with book writing. And as you might know, there are very few programs at the college for that. As much as I love working with students, I do have a real passion of helping people get their books out. And I think that grew out of just being such an avid reader and benefiting so much from a high quality book. I have a great sense of how you should organize your book. I have a great sense of what needs to go in your book. And as I get to know you, what you can easily leave out of your book, because we would just call it fluff. It's the sort of stuff that we put in to keep the pages going, but we don't necessarily need it. We need quality in the book. We don't need just more pages, more quantity. Speaking of which, have you ever read a book, and you, you, you went, maybe you went to the bookstore, and you saw, ooh, this, this book is 500, 500 pages. And you thought to yourself, you know, well, it, it came highly recommended, but it's 500 pages. And I, I know this is a good author, but it's 500 pages. And then you open it up and you see the font is kind of small. That almost makes it like 600 if it was in your preferred font, Right. And all of a sudden, before you even make it to the checkout stand, you're starting to talk yourself out of that book, even though a minute ago it sounded like a great idea to read it. But you persevere, and so you become the proud owner of that book, and you start reading, and it's a good book. But by the time you get (laughs) to that end of that book, Your critical mind says, you know, 200 pages of this was really darn good, but a lot of this could have been cut out. We are not alone if you feel that way, even about some of the books that you benefited from royally. But I can tell you right now, that's just an insecurity that many, many authors go through. And the insecurity goes like this, if my book isn't huge, it's not worthy of the bestsellers list, and everyone wants their book to be worthy. So when I work with my writers, I really work on the idea that you can write a high quality book and it doesn't have to exhaust your writer it doesn't have a reader sorry it doesn't have to put your reader to some sort of intellectual test or some sort of endurance test to see if they'll stick with you for 500 pages it's not necessary what's necessary for authors to understand is that your message belongs in the world and that it will be read if you give it the attention it deserves. Not if you give it hours and hours and hours, but the high quality attention that it deserves. So that's what we are jumping into today. What are the blocks that keep authors from going forward? What are some of the blocks that authors have realized after they've written that first book? And how can we turn things around so that if you roll out a book tomorrow, roll out of bed tomorrow, you just might say, you know what? I'm done with these excuses. And today is the day that I commit and I start writing that book. I'm going to take your calls, I'm going to take your questions. I'm going to go over here to my little private group and see who has told me they are listening. Okay, I want to say hello to Vanessa. Thank you for listening today. To Darren, to Dana, I want to say hello to Victoria and Simon. I want to say hello to Hannah and Zach and Tony. Sorry, Anthony. And I want to say hello to to Ellen. Thank you so much for notifying me and telling me that you are listening today. It's so tricky to do, to be trying to read and also trying to talk to you at the same time. So thank you for being patient with my awkward pauses here. We're really getting into this notion today that there are at least nine common things that keep us From writing our books. Sometimes it's organization, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's our energy level. What is it for you? I'm going to just read to you some of the things that were sent my way and I've given classes on to help people break through their blocks. Number one, this is oh so common goes like this. I'm gonna write my book just as soon as I have everything organized. Do you hear yourself in that statement? I'm gonna write my book just as soon as I have everything organized. Let's try another one. Number two, I would love to write a book, but my family needs me right now you could put something else in there. My job needs me right now. My lover needs me right now. My kids need me right now. My community needs me right now. My boss needs me right now. I would love to write my book, but I'm needed. Oh, so common. I suffer from that. Number three, let's see if you relate to this one. I've actually started my book. And I plan to get back to it at some point. Yeah, I haven't planned the point and And hey, I've started it. And I'll get back there. I will. I swear. Someday. Not today. Not tomorrow. But at some point, usually when people say this to me, I understand that they have no help in place. And they're probably trying to get out there and do it with all their own energy. They're trying to muster this authoring energy when, in fact, they don't have the experience of being an author, and they're not really sure what to do now that they've got started. They thought the hard part was starting. Actually, they're finding out that the hard part is sticking with it, at least for their personality style. Is that you? Looks like Nadine says, yes, that's me. So in just a minute, we are going to go to our first break. But Nadine, you will be the first person I acknowledge and talk to and give some free coaching to when we come back. For those of you out there that haven't yet typed in a question, I know you're thinking about it. Consider this. Is what is holding you back due to family, due to job? Due to organization? Due to your house? Due to your energy? Due to money? What is it? What's your question? It doesn't have to be perfectly written, but let's get to it. As soon as you say it out loud, you're on the road to turning that question into solution. We're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, Nadine, you are on deck. Stay tuned.
1: Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. With Make-A-Wish, the impossible becomes possible. A girl battling cancer can become a race car driver battling the course. The boy showing all the nurses his fire trucks can take the helm of a real one. Wishes can give kids with critical illnesses the strength to keep fighting, get better, and grow up. Where there's a wish, there's a way. Wishes need you. Visit make a at wish.org. Hi, I'm Kathy Cooper, and every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m., I'll be hosting Lost and Found. We'll be discussing all types of losses, but it's not going to be the doom and gloom hour. It'll be an hour of education, support, validation, and yes, we will have a little bit of humor. So, won't you join me Wednesdays 1 to 2 p.m. Loss and Found because every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you are just tuning in, we're really looking at nine ways today that any of us can get on our own way when we think we want to author a book. Even when we just want to author a blog. Maybe that sounds monumental. I'm going to tell you the truth. It's it's no bigger than authoring a book. People think it is. It's not. When you're standing in front of a project and you're not sure how to move forward, you've got 30,000 feet of Mount Everest blocking you between you and the thing you want to do. It doesn't matter if it's a book or a blog. It doesn't even matter if it's just a love letter to your sweetie to say, get on the next boat and cross that pond, and get yourself back here. Sometimes that feels like the impossible thing to write. Whatever it is, whatever that block is, there are solutions to get you writing. I didn't even know you were going to be listening today, Nadine, and I'm so excited that you are, and that you put your hand in the air and said, yes, number three uh, relates to me. Nadine had a little heads up on this because she is in my class where we are working on this. If you are thinking you would like a class that deals with these topics, I want to encourage you to get in touch with me at askcoachdebbie at gmail.com and just inquire what kind of classes do you have going on? What kind of coaching do you have going on? And I'll just send you some information people I'm working with are smiling because they're making headway through these blocks. So dealing with number three, number three goes like this. I've actually started my book and I plan to get back to it at some point, at some point. So there's a really good reason why you're not back to it yet. So to offer some solution, I want you to first think about this. When you start something, what kind of energy are you putting into it? I'm going to use the example of my, my college courses. When I taught at the college, I, I taught 12-week courses And I would always notice this particular type of student. They were the student that I would say would never be fit to run a half marathon or 13 miles. They would never be fit to do it. Because it was this sort of student who showed up for class early, sat in the front, had their pen and paper ready, put their hand in the air, asked all kinds of questions, they were the ones willing to do anything and somewhere around week two or three they started missing class. They started moving from front row to the middle. They stopped being as engaged in the groups. They stopped turning in their homework on time and often after the midpoint of class I never saw them again. And it crushed me that I couldn't save these students. But why couldn't I save them? They were completely unwilling to go through the training that the course offered. And what I mean by that is a similar training that you would go through if you were going to run a half marathon. You can't show up at a half marathon and run like the dickens for the first two miles at the fastest speed you can go and expect to turn out another 11 miles. No, you're going to be on your face pretty soon. And often what I find is if we don't come to something with good, honest training, we give it everything we have in the beginning, everything we have and more. And we lose track of the idea that the best things we do require our intuition, our good pacing, and our dedication. And it doesn't mean going fast. It means moving along with high quality. So that's not to say that the person that gets up and starts their book And writes for eight hours and feels great, hasn't written something good. Every single student of mine that sat in the front row (laughs) always were producers of great work. Nobody was going to let themselves be seen in the front row and not do great work. They just don't go together. If you're sitting in the front row, you're producing. You're either producing comments, you're producing good work on paper, you're In production mode. Same thing if you roll out of bed and you say, I am going for it, me and this book. But if you give it every bit of energy you have on day one, every bit of energy you have in week one, you're going to get tired really soon. And you're not going to need just a little break that I encourage my writers to have. You're going to need a big break and the bigger the break the less chance you have at coming back to that book. Ask me how I know. I would love to have you to my place to look at the big storage containers of all my notes and all the unfinished projects but I'm finally at the point where I feel really happy to invite you to my place and see the finished works I have, and to invite you to my blog, and see the finished writing I have, and to invite you to the meeting, and hear the proposals I'm going through for my, I have a new pen name for my fiction. You'll learn more about that soon. But things are moving forward, and one of the reasons is because I stopped sprinting through what was supposed to be a marathon. Marathon runners wisely pace themselves. Authors do too. You have to have endurance if you're going to write a book. If you've noticed, most books are a minimum of 90 pages. And they weren't just drafted. They were edited. And They were seen by lots of folks. That's part of the process of putting a book together. You're not going to just draft it and let it go out into the world and hope for the best. You're going to be in this process for the long run. A 13-mile half marathon is a long run. But if you get the training. If you work with someone with the experience to lead you, if you open yourself up to more guidance and more intuition, you're going to be able to work in that endurance race of the half marathon of writing your book. So Nadine, what I'm curious about is how far did you get in this book? Most people that got started and plan to get back to it at some point, they like their book. It's the people that got started and have no plan to get back to it at some point that didn't really like their book and didn't find it worthy. So if you're saying you relate to number three, I'm thinking you like the content you're working with and I'm thinking you want to be back in the process. So let's do a little reframe. The problem statement goes like this. I've actually started my book and I plan to get back to it at some point. Let's do a reframe. Let's try this. Even though I started my book a while ago, and even though I don't know exactly how to move through the process, I'm willing to work on it today. Now, I just came up with that off the top of my head, so I can't repeat it to you. But what I want to encourage you to note in that is that I made a point to say you're willing to do it today. In other words, you're incorporating the notion of sticking with it one day at a time. So, Nadine, what I want you to start to pay really close attention to is how much writing do you want to do in a day? Do you want to write for eight hours? My guess is no. Do you want to write for six? Probably not. But find out what your number is. I have this weird thing I... I love to write for 47 minutes. (laughs) I'm embarrassed to even say it out loud. I love to write for 47 minutes. I have no idea where that number came from. But when I was trying to learn my own in sync mode of how much writing I wanted to do, when I would start, I just set the timer and I'd see where am I at when I get tired. And over and over again, I stopped at 47 minutes. I also stopped at 55. Sometimes I stopped at an hour and 20. But the number 47 came up again and again and again. So this is what I do. When I sit down to write, I set the timer for 47 minutes and I only do it to alert myself that 47 minutes have passed. If I want to keep going, of course, I'm welcome to. But I just want something to help me understand that if I want to stop at 47 minutes, I can. Once upon a time, I found a natural flow at keeping track of how long I write. 47 minutes seemed to be a number that kept showing up. So that's my number. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not even going to defend it. It's my number. And sometimes I write a lot longer. Sometimes I find myself looking at the timer a few times going, am I getting close? But more often than not, I'm somewhere around number 42 or 43. I don't have much further to go. But it gives me a little energy, a little, hey, hang in there just a few more minutes. Just get that last thought in. And it helps. One thing you're going to find, Nadine and others, is that you have no one to compete with. No one. Every author out there has their own agenda. You only have your own agenda. So the more you pay attention to what you need and what will serve you best, The more you're going to be in the flow and the more you're going to feel at ease writing your book. Nadine, I want to invite you, if you would like to have a conversation further about this, write to me at askcoachdebbie at gmail.com or just go over to my Facebook page and I have a new secret uh, Facebook group. It's not the one you're in. It's a different one, but it sounds like you're ready for that one. So just go over to my my Facebook page and say, let me in. Let me in that secret group. And for any of you that are listening and you're thinking, I want to write a book. I want some help. I want some free help. Uh, this This is the best quality help I know how to offer you. Just ask, can I be in that free group? That free group, by the way, is going to come to an end uh, at the end of next week because we will be moving on to my mastermind. And my mastermind is called Ready, Set, Go Right. And it's not to help you be a sprinter. It's to help you train. It's to help you be the author you want to be. And that mastermind group starts Wednesday, September 18th. Right now, my secret Facebook group is completely free. And the content I'm offering there and the content I offer on the air is also very similar to the content I'll be offering at the Facebook group, except for the fact that you'll be getting a lot of one-on-one coaching with me. So, If you like it, if you want to be a part of it, all you got to do is contact me at AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com. All you have to do is say yes to any of my posts that ask you to take action. And just for the first couple days Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, September 18, 19, 20 if you and a friend want to join together, and you you have to get a little pre-qualified here, but there's only only three questions I ask to qualify you, so no worries. But if you and a friend want to join together, you will experience a $200 savings. And I'm not telling everyone that. So thanks for listening today, so you can be in on that. All you got to do is say, I heard on your radio show that if me and my bestie joined together, I could get $200 off and we will make sure that happens for you. All right. I only got two minutes before I go to my next break. So I just want to read a couple more of these myths. We're only on myth three and we got a lot of ways to go. So myth number four, is this you? I've thought about writing a book, but there's so much to write about. I can't decide where to start. Okay, if you've ever been called a dreamer or someone that lacks focus, there's nothing wrong with you. Dreamers do a lot of good in this world, but it can be tough to write a book. If you're thinking, I've thought about writing a book, but there's so much to write about I can't decide where to start. Just send me a little message and say, number four, and I'll get to you. How about number five? Number five goes like this. For sure, I'm going to write a book. For sure. As soon as I gather more data, so my book really stands out. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good, doesn't it? But can you see what's in the way? It's this idea that you can't even start until you have more data. And it's just not true. Okay, I'm going to read number six to you, and then we're going to get ready for our break. Number six goes like this. I really want to get going on my book, but as soon as you do that, you know what's going to happen? People are just going to line up and steal my ideas, so it won't be worth it. Mm-hmm. Hello, pessimist. Is that you? If so, just write number six and send a little note to me and we're going to deal with that. Number four, number five, number six. We're working on those and we will get to your questions right after this parade.
1: raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration.
0: Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back. You are listening to Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. And if you haven't learned, I am obsessed with these stories we live by. We're constantly in a story. We are constantly encountering in our real life characters, plots, dramas, climax, yeah, situation where we are a participant or we are an observer. And we're trying to make sense of these stories. My hope is that the content that I bring to you helps you be a better communicator, helps you express yourself in the world, and maybe, just maybe, helps you step into authoring your book. I'm a writing coach in the Seattle area, and I work with writers who want to develop their memoir, their legacy, their self-improvement book, their self-help book, they have something that they've been contemplating expressing, and they know it is time to get it out in the world. I know how hard it is to take, mo- to take action and get things really in gear when you don't have a coach, because most of the time that I've done my own writing, I haven't had a coach. I was blessed, let me tell you, blessed last year when I had a a short period of time to be coached by someone who I regard as one of the world's best writing coaches. I would love to take your comments today if you are feeling blocked by some sort of statement in your life, some sort of myth that if we just busted it down, you'd be running free as an author in that book again. We have read through six common situations that might apply to you. And Vanessa, thank you for putting your hand in the air and saying number four is where you are stuck. Number four reads like this. I've thought about writing a book, but there's so much to write about. Can't decide where to start. So, Vanessa writes in and says, Thank you so much for offering this topic today. Who knew that I could come up with such an excuse? In fact, I would tell you that I'm not an excuse maker, not even one who deals with procrastination. I am someone who uses the term, Let your rubber meet the road. Vanessa, my dear, I love you kindly, but you've got just a couple typos in here, and I'm really, <laughs> I'm really trying to discern what, um, what Facebook uh, translated into funny words here. So, if I've got this wrong, you just write in and let me know. But I think that phrase was uh, "let the rubber meet the road." That's not at all what it says, though. It says something about prophylactics. Okay. Onward. So then you go on to say, you know, the topic of my book is about nutrition. However, sometimes I think I should show my expert opinion on how I've helped people free themselves of celiac disease. Vanessa, I didn't even know a person could free themselves of celiac disease. Do you know how? If you do, I want you to write that book. Um, back to your question here. Free themselves of celiac disease. Another thought that keeps coming to my mind is that I should be writing a cookbook. I know there's thousands of them out there, but I've always wanted to write a cookbook. And since I want to do that, wouldn't it be a good idea to start there? And then just last night, my mom and I were talking about the fact that I would be a great nutritionist psychologist. Is there such a term? Do you know? Uh, I'm going to answer you directly. No, I don't. If there is such a term, I want to get certified because I could definitely help people understand how their psychology is interfering with their nutrition. Okay, back to you. How can I get more focused? All right. Vanessa, <laughs> you are full of ideas, and you are just like so many people who are listening today. You, uh, you fall into the number four category, which is that I've thought about writing a book, but there's so much to write about, I can't decide where to start. So I want to commend you on something you said there about feeling really inspired to write a cookbook, even though there's a ton of them out there. It sounds like a place to have fun. You use the word fun. You know what? (laughs) I can't agree with you more. I want you to consider the fact that there, there are not too many cookbooks out there. That could be the reason you haven't started yet. Just for our listeners, I want to tell people, Vanessa is a very fun person. She is full of ideas. She is a dynamic woman. I've had the privilege to work with Vanessa on smaller writing projects, but we all want to gather around and make sure she continues on this adventure of becoming an author of her book. Vanessa, you could have coined the word fun. I know that you are someone who is extremely skilled at drawing and painting. So I know that you are able to quiet yourself down and get in the mode of channeling your best energy. It's not easy to draw or to paint. I have absolutely no capability of either. And yet you're able to do that. I know you would put the word fun with it. I know you wouldn't say, oh, I I don't have to work hard at that. I just do it. I would imagine that starting to work on a cookbook would have a similar energy for you. I I would warn you that as you get into the middle of the cookbook, You're going to have to apply some more mm, serious strategy to keep going. However, if your concern is just how to get started, what idea to choose, where to go since you know you're motivated, I would encourage you to do the thing that sounds the most fun. But let's say tomorrow morning you get up and you argue with that idea then I'm going to go with your second idea. It's actually the first one you wrote, but it's your second best idea. And that is truly, if you have been helping people cure a disease that many people not only have questions about, but are suffering from, you kind of owe it to society to give them your attention. So I want to ask you, because you are a person of fun, how does that feel? How does it feel to sit, to sit down and, and say, I'm going to author a book that chronicles the cure of the disease that a lot of people are battling? One thing you're going to have to think about is that in a community you will become known as an expert. How does that feel? Does that crunch away at your fun? I only say this because I see you as someone who is bright and sparkly, and I don't want you to be doing something that crunches away at your fun. At the same time, if you want to sign up and be an expert in that area, Vanessa, right. Get writing. My guess is you have a lot of content written down. As a nutritionist, you must be sending people PDFs and and content that you have already mm, authored. Yeah. So I I would I would argue that you're well on your way. You just haven't really thought of it as a book. And I would argue that a lot of our listeners out there are just like you, Vanessa. They're an expert in a field. They're not sure how to get started. I wasn't sure how to get started as a writing coach. I started putting together an e-book, and I thought, well, I have great ideas around this, but where do I start? (laughs) I had to just laugh at myself. But I wasn't sure how to start because now I was trying to write my own book. It's so different when it's your own book. And Vanessa, even though you want to author a cookbook or a book that helps people understand how they could cure celiac, the bottom line is you want your life, your days, To honor your mission, right? You want to stay in the energy that feels good to you. And I know you have a mission to help people and to have a lot of fun. So my advice is get yourself started in the one that feels best. There's a lot of people out there that are not going to give you this advice. They're going to give you the advice of starting on the one that's going to make you more money or starting on the one that's going to help your business. But I know that your mission is more about sharing and enjoying. So it's possible that racking up big dollars, big, big, big dollars, is not why it is important to you as really making the most of your day. And when we focus just on writing to expand our brand, sometimes we sacrifice an awful lot of fun. Think about it. Is it worth it to you? I happen to know, Vanessa, that your, your business is successful. If you are needing to quadruple your income in the next year or two by getting connected to a book publisher, that's a whole different story. But if you want to really enjoy your days as you expressed in the note you sent me, do what feels good. If it feels best to write that cookbook, get going. If it feels best to put on that expert hat, And get known for what you can offer your readers about curing celiac disease. I want you to go in that direction. Let's have a conversation. Let's see what's on your mind. We don't have time to reframe all the rest, but I want to at least read these to you. What would, I think we left off with number six. And so I've got number seven, number eight, and number nine here. If you haven't heard an excuse or a myth that really identified you, see if one of these last three really helps you relate to just something that might be in the way of writing your book. How about number seven? I'm so excited about my book, but every time I sit down to write, I get called away yeah. I get called away. You know, you are the person that is easy to exhaust because you are willing to put so many things on your plate. And you're just trying to add being an author. I'm going to give you quick advice. If you're the person saying, I'm so excited about writing my book, but every time I sit down to write, I get called away. I want you to think about what can you remove from your list right now that's not essential? So the essential book you want to write can be written. That's just my fast and furious help on number seven. We could go into it deeper if you'd like to join my Facebook group. All right, number eight. Yes, I'm committed to writing this book. Yes, but... It must serve the purpose of my brand, and it must sell very well. Otherwise, it's just going to be a waste of my time. Now, a lot of people that are very, 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 very motivated, like the people that hang out at this myth at number eight, they get a lot done in the world, and they're not willing to waste their time on something that won't serve them. In fact, these are the people that often do a lot of pre-selling. They, they get hooked up with publishers that practically start selling their book when the only thing that exists is a cover and the, the first chapter that they've submitted. And you know what you got to do at that point? You got to pedal and run hard like that sprinter I was talking about earlier because people are buying a book that you haven't written. All right. If you're like me, that's scary, scary stuff. But if you're like number eight, you're like, I'm up for that challenge. Why? Because I'm not willing to waste my time. Number eight says, I am committed to writing this book, but it must serve my brand. It must build my business and sell. Otherwise, it is not worth my time. If that's you, well, I don't know if I can even help (laughs) you. But what I can tell you is that you you might be peddling really hard at a rate that I just want to warn you. Could create some massive burnout heart attack and I don't know what else if you don't align yourself with the notion that everything you write has purpose oh there I helped you everything you write has purpose and maybe you are not the person to write a book because risking all that time and energy wouldn't serve you Ooh, yeah I like that I hope you did too Let's try number nine. Number nine goes like this. I would write my book, but it could stir up my life in a way that eh, could just be too much for me. So I'm good. I won't write it after all. So I hope you can hear that person wants to write a book, but they're happy with the old status quo. If that's you, get in touch with me. I'm at www.coachdebbie.com or askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure to serve you today, and I'll be back with you next Thursday. Namaste.